بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد الحمد لله We uh, reached the next part, uh, the next chapter in relation to the Kitab al-Siyam, um, which is the chapter referring to Ma Yufsi al-Sawm. Bab Ma Yufsi al-Sawm. So the chapter pertaining to that which <coughs> nullifies the fast. The things that nullify the fast. And... Before we begin with that, just a, a point to mention as well, what we disc- from what we discussed in the last lesson uh, about the one that are permitted to break the fast. I mean, we were discussing the, the pregnant woman and the hamid, as well as the uh, breastfeeding woman. And Allah Ta'ala was best upon Maraja of the Mas'ala. The strong opinion is that she suffices with the it'am or the miskin so to feed the poor individual for each day that she doesn't fast so if the woman is pregnant and she's uh, not fasting during the month of Ramadan and for argument's sake the month of Ramadan is 30 days then she feeds 30 people and per person for each of the days that she misses and uh, that's the that seems to be the, the stronger of the opinions in that regard. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Now and so here we have the mas'ala of or the, the chapter referring to the one that breaks the fast. I what nullifies the fast. As Ibn Qadama, Rahimahullah, he mentions, وَمَنْ أَكَلْ أَوْ شَرِبْ أَوْ اسْتَطَعْتْ أَوْ وَصَلْ إِلَى جَوْفِ شَيْءٍ مِنْ مَوْدِعِ كَانْ أَوْ اسْتِقَاءْ فَقَاءْ فَاسْتِمَاءْ أَوْ قَبَّلْ أَوْ لَمَسْ فَأَمْنَا أَوْ أَمْذَا أو قرر نذر حتى عنزل أو احتجم عامدا ذاكرا لصومي فسد. And so here, Ibn Qudama has mentioned particular affairs that is regarded and he regards to be the things that break the fast. نعم, things that break the fast. And we'll go through each of them and then we'll divide them. And they're divided into different types. We mentioned this as well in the beginning. So he mentions whoever eats or drinks. Naam. Or causes something to enter the stomach. Naam. For whatever means it occurs. Whoever brings out vomit. 
And whoever causes themselves to ejaculate, to, uh, to release seminal fluid. Whoever kisses, whoever touches, and thus, by way of kissing or touching, seminal fluid is released. Whoever repeatedly looks, has a, has a repeated look at something which arouses them and causes them to release seminal fluid and whoever does hijama, does the action of hijama or is the one that hijama has been done to, then such a person has broken the fast if they do it intentionally, <coughs> as well as whilst they are aware that they're fasting. So these are the things that I mentioned here by Ibn Qadam rahimahullah. And they, these things that are from the Musadat or so, the things that nullify a person's fast, can be categorized into two categories. It can be either an action that the person does an action which causes them to be weakened. So they do an action which causes them to be weakened. And so thus nullifies their fast. Or it can be an action which causes them to be strengthened and thus nullifies the fast. Is that clear? The, two, the difference between the two. Now, we'll go through each of them and then we'll discuss whether it falls into this or that. Now, and so, as mentioned, if we have an individual where First and foremost, he eats or he drinks. Eats or drinks. Which one does that fall into? Now, nah, it could be an action of strengthening the, the person's body, physically. Or, it's the ta'at. Now, nah, whoever, I for example, places something with the nose. So sometimes medicine or anything you like. So they inhale something in the nose. Now, this is the action known as su'ut. Which one does this fall into? Strengthening as well. Or causes anything that reaches the stomach. Right? Ingests anything that reaches the stomach. Then, again, strengthens. Then, goes the mention the one forces themselves to vomit. Weakens. Now they force themselves to vomit, so they're weakening oneself. Or they do in a particular action where they, it causes themselves to release seminal fluid. Weakens. Now, likewise as well, mentioning along with that, the kissing or the touching 
and uh, as a result of that, they release human fluid. Weaken. Naam. Uh, and likewise, the other, other example given as well, the person has a repeated look, a repeated look at something that arouses the individual, which thus causes them to uh, release the seminal fluid, and that is weakening as well. And then we have the example of the hijama, and that is an example of what? Strengthening? Weakening, essentially, because you're releasing blood from the blood, from the, taking blood out of the body. Allah Ta'ala knows best. So, as for this affair of the eating and the drinking, the first one mentioned, then no doubt this is something which is understood to be the haram, to eat and drink whilst fasting. Rafa Ashman, before that, when we're discussing the muftarat, when we're discussing the things that nullify the fast, then there are particular conditions that occur, or the particular conditions that occur now, where we thus include these things to be, fi- to be to these actions to be actions that nullify the fast. The first one for these from these conditions, barakallahu is that these actions occur after the dawn, so after fajr. These actions occur after fajr. The second the second is that the person does so amdan. So they're doing the action deliberately. And then the third is that the action is done they're doing the action whilst they have remembered that this is something that they cannot do whilst fasting. So what's the difference between the second and the third then? So the second being condition we just mentioned is what? Deliberately. The third is that they do it whilst having knowledge. How is that any different? from? How is two different from three? They did it. So how how is number two different from three, sir? They did it and then they remembered. So you say there's a scenario where a person could do so and then remember. So then are we then but would you say that they done it deliberately then? So they would say the difference between two or three then in that case. Now, so about the forgetfulness, then that's, that's number, that deals number three. Now, that they have to have been, and they have to have remembered, and they have to have been, uh, have knowledge of the fact that they're doing this action. But number two, what's the difference with number two then? They? Okay. So they're deliberately eating, okay. And they know they know they should be fasting. So how does that differ from number two? Number three, sir. Yeah. 
Knowledge. Not necessarily that. Ignorance and knowledge, not necessarily ignorance and knowledge. So, number one, the shadow is clear. Number one is that the first condition is that it has to be done after Frederick. Now, of course, this is when you're fasting, of course. Number two is that it's done as a deliberate act which is done. Right? Number three is that it's done whilst the person is uh, is aware, basically. Is aware that this is an action that, that, is, that breaks the fast. So it's, it's basically the opposite of the one that forgets. Number three is the opposite of the one that forgets. So, so you say it's the same as number two? Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh? Say that again. That's the difference. When we're talking about number two, that they're doing the action, basically they're doing it of their own volition. They're doing it of of his own. He's doing it of his own back. He's eating it himself. Now, irrespective of whether he is aware of. or if he's forgotten or not, he's intended to eat. So it's not the reason why we say it as well that it's done it's something done which is and for example, someone <coughs> he could be for the riding a bike and something enters his mouth. Nam, he swallows it. Are we gonna say that he's broken his fast? Nam. Why? Because he didn't he didn't do so and he didn't he didn't do so deliberately. Now I'm saying it wasn't something where he intended to eat that whatever whatever he entered into his mouth. Now the third we're talking about the, the one that's, that has tadakur, that is the individual that has remembered and is well aware that is that is uh is that he's fasting. Now so obviously this is a, an opposition to the one that eats. So he eats he he he, he does a second in terms of he he's normally eating. But he forgot now that he's fasting. So it's a case of the person does action after Fajr, that's one. Number two, he know is knowingly doing the action that breaks the fast. Number three is that he's well aware that he's fasting. Now, in these scenarios, that's when we will say that this to the person that has broken the fast and he has nullified the fast. Does that make sense? What? Jayud. And <clears throat> as for what is upon the individual that breaks the fast, now what is upon him? Then the first thing upon him is that is the facade of soul. Facade of siyad So the first thing is that. Such an individual such an individual has to or has has um has nullified the fast of that day. Such an individual has nullified the fast of that day. 
That's the first thing. The second... So the second thing is that he has to continue to fast the rest of that day. So, give a scenario. Let's say, for example, the person is fasting. <coughs> Shaitan comes to him. Shaitan comes to him and says, you know what, just eat. You're too hungry, too thirsty, whatever. Just eat. And so the person eats. But then, directly after that, he regrets it. Now, know that the first thing we mentioned is that the fast is nullified. The person's fast is nullified for that day. The second, though, is that he must not now just continue eating throughout the day. He must continue to fast for that day. Now, so even though the fast now, he's not going to be rewarded for the fast for that day, he must continue to fast for that day. Now, and the third is an ithum. The third is that the person is blameworthy and sinful. فَيَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ يَتَّوْبَةِ وَالْاسْتِغْفَارِ Now, and so what is upon him is to make tawbah and to seek forgiveness. As such an individual. Now, now, so these are the three things that we say for the one that breaks the fast. Now, the first being what, Ikhwa? Not this one, the, for the, the three things that are upon the individual that breaks the fast. So the fast is not accepted for the day. So the fast, he's, he's nullified the fast for that day. Second, he must complete the fast for that day. But the third is upon him is repentance, Toba, because he's fallen into a major sin. But that was Allah's best. So, thereafter, Nukhdai mentions uh, examples of that, the things that break the fast, the eating and the drinking. Now, after eating and drinking, and the proof of the state of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, from Atimusiyamu ila Layl, and thus, and then complete the the fast until the night. And thereafter, Allah Taala states, "Wakul washrabu hatta yatabiyya lakum al-khayt al-abiyadu min al-khayt al-aswad min al-fajr." Now Allah Ta'ala mentions and eat and drink until the white thread is distinguished from the black of the fajr. I have the time of fajr. And so if the person has eaten or is eating or drinking and Rukhna uh, mentions here, Mukhtar, it's of his choice as well. So, in this scenario, the person has broken the fast and nullified that fast. 
لأنه فعل ما ينافي صوم لغير الأذر why because he's done that which nullifies a fast without any due excuse and so when it comes to the eating and drinking Ibn Khadar mentioned as well سواءً كان غذاءً أو غير غذاءً and so Ibn Khadar mentions that eating or drinking I saw ingesting anything whether it be from solids or liquids, it's irrespective of whether it's ghadatan, whether it's something which nourishes or does not nourish. Now, so any time a person puts us uh, just a substance, then at uh, this scenario, then we'll say that the person has broken the, fa- broken the fast. Thereafter as well, he mentions that or in the, inhaling in the nose. I said inhaling in the nose. It's the same as said put yourself in the mouth. <coughs> the proof for that <coughs> the proof for that is the same with the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith <coughs> when he's discussing the wudu where he mentions, بَالَغْ فِي الْإِسْتِنْشَاقِ إِلَّا عَنْ تَكُونَ صَائِمًا So he mentions, alayhi salatu wa salam, I to be plentiful, and to do so in a large, in large amount, inhaling the water in istinshaq, except for if you are fasting. So except for if you're in a scenario where you're fasting. And so this indicates that the one, if you inhale too much water, then it may enter the stomach and thus break the fast. Likewise, Ibn Qadabah mentions as well, or anything reaches the stomach. Right? For the things that nullify the fast, anything reaches the stomach. And so this may be from anything from the medication that person's hands. And here he mentions with any molder in can from any place. Meaning that if the as, as long as it reaches the stomach, then it's something that breaks the fast. Why? Because it's possible that something may reach the stomach without the person eating it within the mouth or inhaling it within, within the nose. So, for example, as mentioned with some of the medicines, the person may inject some some medication directly into the stomach. Or medication may enter the the, the, the bloodstream or enter the enter the stomach in, in, by the way different means. And so, with this, there's mentioned that this is something that all of these things break the fast. Now. And so, this is why you find that sometimes even Ahlul they have caution even when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the, the drops, uh, ear drops and eye drops, and the fear that it may reach the stomach. But as mentioned by Sheikh Fazal, 
Rahimahullah, that which is apparent is that there's no there's no uh, specific means of the ear, or there's no specific link between the ears and the stomach, or the eye and the stomach. So a person takes these particular drops, then there's, there's no harm in them taking those drops whilst they're fasting. It's just that they, they, a person must have caution in making sure nothing enters the nose and the mouth that may cause that to enter the stomach when taking these particular medications. Allah knows best. Now, likewise as well, the one that vomits yani, voluntarily, then upon him is qadha. Upon the person is to make up that fast. Now, and now, Ibn Mundir, he mentions Wahaka and Ijma' Fidalik. Ibn Mundir mentions Ijma' in that regard. And so he mentions, Ibn Mundir mentions, Ajma' Ahl al Ilm, and Ibtal al Sawm, but it's Taqa' Yali Abidan. And so he mentions that Ahl al-Ilm are upon the consensus that the fast of the individual, the fast of the individual that uh, causes himself to vomit deliberately is null and void. My question for you, Ikhwabarakulafiku, what is the significance of Ibn Mundan here mentioning the Ijma' in that regard? What's the significance of his, of his mentioning this? Alhamdulillah. He's mentioned Ahlul Ilm, consensus, Amuma. You see that there's no difference of opinion in the matter? Nah, that's Ijma'ah. That's, that's essentially that's what Ijma'ah is. Yeah. But why? What's, what is the significance of him mentioning that? No one can say the difference between after that. No. Something else as well. What's the significance of Ijma'ah in the midst of Ijma'ah is proof, is a proof in of itself. Ijma'ah is a proof in of itself. And so, when Ibn Mundur now is mentioning that this is a, this is Ijma'ah in this regard, in this particular mas'ala, now, then, it's, 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 it's to him mentioning a particular nas. Now, because it's a proof in of itself. The Ijma'ah, that in this, in this regard, is a proof in of itself. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Now, thereafter, you have the muscle of istimna as well. Istimna. Istimna is the action which is, of course, an, which is an action which is regarded as being haram, haram, and is sometimes referred to as colloquially as an ada sirriya, as an ada. Surya, yani the secret habit of things they call it. And this action, no doubt, is one where the person causes them causes the uh, release of seminal fluid. Now, so uh, the general the general speech in relation to the action is that it's haram. Now, 
But then when we relate it now to this affair of um, the fasting individual, then it is not only just haram, but it's from the things that nullify the fast. It's from the things that nullify the person's fast. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter as well, Now, thereafter as well, it has the mentioning of the one that uh, kisses or touches, I touch it in, in, a, in a manner which is arousing. Now, or has the, has the repeated look in a manner which is arousing as well. And then thereafter, releases seminal fluid. That this also breaks the fast. This also breaks the fast. Now, what or why is this mentioned as something that breaks the fast? Though? This this particular action. How does this relate to the others? If you say. That you've got away from it, but not necessarily that. But if we just look at it almost like mechanically, as if, if we look at the conditions we mentioned earlier, how does this fit into those conditions? It weakens, that's one thing. It's, it's a deliberate act. So each of these things that I've mentioned the kiss, the touch, the continuous look, they're all a deliberate acts. And so the acts that a person has done, it's not a one where it can be said that a person has done it involuntarily and then it does it cause them to release seminal fluid. Now, these are all voluntary acts. And so, <coughs> it falls into each of those things. Either that it was done after, during the day, that the person did so whilst, and it did it so deliberately, kind of, it was a voluntary act by way of their choice. And the disciple was knowing that they were fasting. Now the disciple was knowing why they were fasting. Allah Ta'ala knows best. <clears throat> Thereafter, as why I mentioned. Now, the hijama. I had a fair of the hijama. And this is often inshallah. I want to do myself and I would, I would encourage the Ikhwa to do as well so we will do it together that we just look into this issue together now so here it says and uh, generally for the speech of the Qadab he mentions that it breaks the fast and the one that does the hijama as well as the one that the hijama has been done to and this is based upon the narration where it mentions after al hajim wal mahjum. After al hajim wal mahjum. I the one that does the hijab, as well as the one that the jihad has been done to, Naam, have, bro have both broken the fast. Naam. However, this mas'ala is not one which is a cut and dry mas'ala. Naam, it's not just a cut and dry mas'ala. We say, okay, as long as you, if you suit the hijab, then you've broken the fast. There's other speech from Ahlul Ilm, and what, what would be good, inshallah, if in the next lesson, beginning of the next lesson, we 
discuss it together, inshallah. Now, there's something that I want to read on further before going into any more detail with it. And inshallah, it's an encouragement for yourselves as well to look at uh, uh, some points of research and some of the speech of Alan El when it comes to this particular mas'ala as well. Wallahu ta'ala a'ala. So that's something which is, uh, if you like, some homework. Now, some homework for, for, for the ikhwah, inshallah. And for myself as well. Now, thereafter, now, because now we're going to mention when Tara, in a halqihi vubab, or gubar, or tamadma that was tanshak, for wasala in a halqihi ba, or fakkar for anzal, or qatar fi ihlili, or ahtalam, or zara'ahu al-qay, lam yufsid sawmuhu. Now, and so, here we have the masala of the one. And then Ibn Qudam mentioned different examples. So whoever, for example, the Zubab, the fly, flies into his throat. Naam. Or dust or dirt enters into his, into his throat. Or the person makes madmadat was to shak. And water enters into enters into his mouth or it's, it follows through to his stomach. When a person thinks of something and thus releases seminal fluid, or the person has a wet dream, or the person vomits involuntarily, all of these things do not break the fast. All of these things do not break the fast. Do you agree, Ikhwa? Should go over them again? Do you agree? Now, we'll go over them again as well, inshallah, to be sure. So, coupled together, for example, is that the fly flies into the throat of the individual, or that they swallow dirt. Now, are we going to say that the person's broken the fast in such a scenario? No, why? It was not his intent. He didn't, he didn't eat Amdan. Now, he didn't eat Amdan. It's not an issue, it's not, the issue is not now that a person said, but it's only dirt. Naam. Why? Why is that not a point of discussion even? Because when we, when we spoke about the things about eating or drinking, we said that it, it's irrespective of whether it's regarded as being nourishing or not. Irrespective of whether it's regarded as being food and nourishing food or not, no. It's if it's ingested. So the point here is the fact that it is done and it's, involu it's involuntary. The fact that it's done involuntarily, then we know that this is an action which is, uh, an action that does not nullify the fast. So a person in Miskeen riding his bike, riding his bike with his mouth open and a fly flies in there. No, you can't say no. With all of, even with the fact, due to the fact that he's already been tested with a fly flying into his float. Like you say, you have to make up a day fasting as well. Nah. So it's, uh, in, this, in this regard, they, he doesn't have to make up anything. Now, likewise as well, mentioned the one makes the mandal or estin sharp, and then the water enters the stomach. Are we going to say now that they that they've broken the fast? No. 
No. I would say, generally no, but there's more tafsir, there's more detail. If they've adhered to the to the to the nasihah of the message of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, where he said, "I that the the, the mabalagha in istinshaq is done, except if except if you're fasting." So if now he's done mabalagha when it comes to the istinshaq. And then he realizes that he's, he's sort of the water, then he's opposed the advice of the message of Allah. So it cannot now be said that it was done, which is an involuntary act, which was done. Now, because it's a direct opposition to the advice of the Nabi, when it comes to the wudu, which is mashru, the, the wudu, which is legislated. However, generally speaking, the person just generally making wudu, and inadvertently water enters, for lambats, inshallah. Now, lambats. Likewise, as well, it mentions that the person think a thought comes to him, and it causes him to be aroused and release seminal fluid. Then, are we going to say now? Are we going to say that this person has broken the fast? No, no, because. Of course, the thought, thoughts may come from different means, and it's not something that a person may. People, when it comes to thoughts that you have, thoughts may not always be voluntary. So, thoughts that you have may not always be, always be voluntary. And likewise, as well, uh, wet dreams. That if the person was to have a wet dream, then it cannot now be said that the person has broken the fast because they're sleeping. So, it cannot be held to account for anything that happens whilst they're sleeping. And find this word which is mentioned along with these examples is the one that uh, vomits and throws up in an involuntary manner so they don't do anything to cause themselves to throw up they don't put their fingers in their throat or anything like that and but however they, they throw up then in such such an individual they have not broken the fast such an individual has not broken the fast Allah Ta'ala knows best. And then Ibn Qudar mentions the final masala. And it mentions Mu'an Akal Yudunuhu Laylan Fabana Nahara Aftar. And so, he mentions whoever eats, believing that it is the night. So whoever's eating, they believe that it's the night. However, it becomes clear that it is still the day. Then the person has broken the fast. Now, however, so this, in this scenario, what we understand from that is that the person's eating and this is before Fajr. The person's eating is before Fajr. And then he's still eating and then he finds out that Fajr was at, let's say, 4.30. 
but he remembers the fact that he was still eating and he was still uh nah, he was still eating his suhoor at four forty five. And he looked out the window and it still seemed completely dark to him. But it becomes clear at a later stage that four thirty was when the fajr was. In the Qudama, he mentions that in this individual, he's broken the fast. Now, does it make sense? Make sense so far? Now? So such an individual has broken the fast, because essentially, and it's clear why, because says this, why? Because the person's eating whilst it's the day now. Now it's eating and it's whilst it's the day. You know it's the beginning of the day, it's the day. Shaykh al-Shaykh Ubayn, rahimahullah, he mentions, however, Aswab khilaf adalik. That which is correct is opposite of that. Why? Because the asal for such an individual is that it's the night time. Aye, the asal is that it's the night time. The, the original state that he was aware of that which he had yakin about was that it's night time. And thus as well, we have the ayah, formation ayah, kalu washrabu hatta yatabayyan lakum al-khayt al-abriyad min al-khayt al-aswad min al-fajr. And eat and drink until the white thread becomes distinct from the black thread of fajr. Naam. So it becomes distinct for you. And so, based upon this, the last ayah knows best that the person is excused of that. Is excused in that regard. And now, <clears throat> thereafter, the Quran mentions when Akala Shakar for Tulu and Fajr, Lam Yusit Sawmuhu. When Akala Shakar for Guruba Shams. As whoever eats, whoever eats whilst they're in doubt, whilst they're in doubt that fajr has occurred, Naam, that the fajr, either dawn break has occurred, whoever eats in this scenario, then the Muhammad mentioned that his fast is not mollified. However, whoever eats doubting whether the sun has risen now whoever eats and doubting whether the sun has risen or whether the sun has set then he has broken the fast. Sheikh Hume mentions within this affair is tafsili, within this affair is more detailed. And he mentions that from one way it's sahih that such a person لعب, that they have broken the fast and another scenario that they have not. However, <coughs> then we look at the hand of the individual. And so the, the first scenario, if it's an individual 
where they have uh, broken the fast, or they have shek in relation to it, they have doubt in relation to it. And it becomes clear that it is not, either the sun has not set, then upon them no doubt is to continue to fast as soon as it becomes clear to them. And if they continue to fast, then in that regard, that the, their khata is not taken, and they're not taken into consideration for that khata. As Allah Ta'ala mentions, رَبَّنَا لَا تَعَقِبْنَا إِنَّ سِينَا وَأَخْتَعْنَا Allah do not take us into account, hold us into account, if we forget or we fall into error. As for the one that is completely unaware of the time, for example, and is just acting upon reality, a manner which he's not sure of. So, for example, he's sleeping, he wakes up and just believes that I should, I can eat now. Without really taking into, into consideration any any real check-in as to whether these times have occurred, then such an individual relative has nullified the fast if it turns out they are staying with eating during the daytime. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And that concludes this uh, this part of the chapter. Allah ta'ala a'lam. Inshallah, in our next lesson, we'll go on to the next chapter, which is the chapter pertaining to a siyam at in the voluntary fasts. The person has a job, it's all haram things. Yeah. comes to the fast and the mufsidat to so the things that nullify the fast we have the things which nullify the fast in, in, its, in its origin and then you have the things that nullify the perfection and the completion of a person's fast right the things that nullify the fast in the person's origin is that if they were to do these things the fast is null and void and they, I, they have to make up that day right so these are essentially the things that we discussed today Eating, drinking, all of these actions. Other actions as well. Then you have the things that nullify the perfection of a person's fast and the completion of a person's fast. And this is what the Messenger of Allah alluded to in his statement. That whoever does not leave off a full speech and acting upon it, then Allah does not require for him that he leaves off his food and his drink. I mean it, that if the person does not leave off full speech, so they're speaking ill, for example, full speech could be riba, namima, lying, right. now, 
all his full speech. And acting upon full speech. Acting upon full speech is generally anything which is muharram. Anything haram is when a person acts upon something which is full speech. Whoever does not leave this off, then Allah Ta'ala does not require for him that he leaves off his food and his drink. Not meaning that he's, he, he won't be, he, he has to, he's not going to fast or the fast is not accepted. However, that action is almost futile. Now, it's, almost, it's almost useless for him to leave off his food and drink because he's rendering that fast deficient by way of other things. So the example you're giving of the people that sell this stuff and whatever else, not that they're going to, if they fast, that their fast won't be accepted, for example, or their fast uh, won't be correct. However, it, would be def- it may be deficient due to these other things that they're falling into. So yeah. if you're fast, but then you leave for Allah the rest, obviously they know it's haram. Like, back in the day, yeah, like I remember in like, um, times when Ibn was here, I remember I had you know, associates, you know, they drug deal, but they'd be like, brother, I'm fasting. Yeah, so th- th- this scenario, if they're, they're doing that, they're, jo- um, they're involved with the Muharramat. Yeah, yeah. It's haram. Yeah. However, you're not going to say, now don't fast. Because it's a to fast. Even as we, we discussed earlier in um, the earlier chapters, that Allah's most strong opinion is that it's a to fast. Because the kafir doesn't believe in Allah, doesn't worship Allah. It's still an obligation for him to fast. So they're much less a person that believes in Allah. But he's fallen into other muharramat. It's just that the fast, it may, Charlotte's fast will be accepted, but it's gonna be, it may be rendered deficient due to the fact he's fallen into other things. But yeah, come on. If one doesn't pray as he fasts, then Allah call is a kafir. And if he's a kafir, then even the kafir said he has to fast. Just says he has to pray. But if we're talking about if he's rewarded for the fast, that's something else. No, he don't, he don't. If he doesn't pray, there's many people like this here. There's many people. But they still don't pray sometimes. So what? So this, in this scenario, then it goes back to the masala of the tariq of salah. It goes back to the masala of the tariq of salah, because if we say now the one that doesn't pray, leave aside the fasting for now, we say he doesn't pray. Then we say he doesn't pray. Talif Salah is even going to be either the one that is uh, still regarded as being a Muslim. If he still regarded as being a Muslim, then he can still be re- rewarded for particular actions that he does. Then the fast in this regard, he may be rewarded for the fast that he does, and then whichever man he does it. If we say, for example, we're upon the the call of the Hanabila, the person that leaves it off uh, due to laziness, is a kafir. Then, in this scenario, then we'll say that this, this person is a kafir. And so due to that, the fast may be upon him, but he's not rewarded for it. Just like, you know, you, sometimes you get you get this where, uh, like a kafir, he's got like a like a cold, Muslim co-worker. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, do you know what, I want to fast just to see what it's like, Muhammad. And then he just does it. Now, I mean, he's not going to be rewarded for it, but he's, he's done, fulfilled the action. Uh, 
Yeah, so for anyone that has a has a masuliya for her, they pay. Like they pay. The yeah, then they pay. Them. Anyone that has a masuliya and I can pay, and, and usually pays in fact and not on her behalf, then they they should pay the the yeah, fidyah. Every, every day one. for one masjid. No. Why? Yeah. Isn't the person praying five times and fasting and getting zakat? They, he don't know as well. He's accepting or no? No, no one knows. No one can say for sure yeah, the action is going to be accepted. No. Well, no. 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 You wouldn't say that that is a correct. Uh, the kiyas is correct. Yeah. That the kiyas is necessarily uh, the fact that. You are performing the hijab, and, and because you're performing hijab, because you're performing hijab, mm-hmm. that is breaking the fast. But it's uh, it's something which is specified to that action. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, what you would say though is that if a person is serving food to the one to the Muslim, let's say, mm-hmm. and is fasting, then what it would enter into is. Uh, the messenger of Abu Ila Kafailihi. Yeah, the messenger or the Qa'ida, sorry, the principle of Abu Ila Kafailihi. The one that ate somebody something is that one doing it. Now, I so not that you will, you broke on the fast necessarily, but whatever sin is upon that individual may be upon you as well because you've aided someone in that sin. Now, and that, that principle is understood and taken from the narration that uh, discusses. Um, at the river where the Prophet mentioned the Latin is upon the one that takes the river the one that writes it down the one that witnesses it now, the one that is uh, uh, the, the one that is the, the wakil for it so anyone that's involved in that, that, that transaction of river is liable for the Latin why? because they've all aided in that transaction so we understand generally from that narration that anyone that aids someone in something can attain the same uh, recompense of that action, whether it's good or bad. Now, and so that would be more, that principle is more uh, relevant for that masala of feeding someone or maybe serving food to Muslim whilst it is Ramadan and they should be fasting. Now, that is more relevant than another one. So if you eat the food, when does where does you put it? Okay. No, that doesn't break the fasting. It has to, the the condition that what's going to allow that it reaches the stomach. Then then you say in this scenario, say for example, someone he eats, he puts something in his mouth, and he, and he remembers, he spits it out, and there's a broken the fast. Now, hence why as well when uh, it's mentioned, like for example, you brush your teeth, you can use you can use toothpaste, conventional toothpaste to brush your teeth, as long as it doesn't reach the the stomach, because obviously you're, you're, you're brushing your teeth and you spit it out. 
If you're looking, you could you could taste the food. You have to be very skillful with that. People can do it. People have some people are very good at it. Mashallah. It's easy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't look easy to me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you taste it with your tongue. I, I, I get, I get the concept, but I, I just don't, you know. I just don't, I just don't know how you, you carry it. Inshallah. <laughs> Spit it out. I said you've been fasting all day, or you've been fasting throughout the day. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. But no, if you taste the food, the lava. No. The rule of prayer Salah has to has to pray. But uh, if generally speaking <coughs> he's intoxicated, then of course he has to, he should uh, he should wait to the to the time where he's back to his senses essentially. Right? If not the time of the prayer goes, the Lalo's best. Because the time for the prayer takes so much precedence over everything, really and truly. Even, even for example, uh, Sheikh Fozan gives the example of the one where there's no water. There's no water to make Gudu. And then um, he has nothing to make Tiyabu with either. Nah, and at the time, <coughs> yeah, <you> say, yeah. <coughs> the obligation of praying at the time take precedence over over everything, basically. No, you cannot. But that's uh, that. But the the precedence is to pray at this time, anyway. The president that that's what the president to pray at this time. So if the person is in that state, then they still need to pray for them. No, has to tackle the matter. So that's cool. You have a full obligation. However, because it's still sinful, and what we understand from the one that is intoxicated, <coughs> the one that's intoxicated. Is that the Salah not accepted for 40 days? Where the sound from that is that it's all to pray for 40 days. It's just that's not going to accept it. So, it still has to pray. So, that Allah was best. Now, so the intoxication, if, uh, would mean that they, they, they would still need to, they would still need to pray, but they're not rewarded for it. So this is the essentially part of the punishment for that action. That they're not going to be rewarded, but if they leave it off, they'll still be punished as if they left it off anyway. You'd be sinful if you leave it off. No, that's part of the punishment. Okay. Yeah. 
слиш. Слити може. Софи, дайте. We discussed last week such a person when we're talking the two types of illness as well of course so you have the one the illness where it's uh, short term and the illness which is where it's not in, it's, chronic, it's a chronic illness where it's not it's not regarded as being an illness where you think that the person will be cured from it either or if it is anticipated that the person may become more or increase in weakness if they fast then you will say that the person should continue to uh, or should break the fast in that regard. And so in that scenario, if it is uh, just an illness that is a temporary illness, they make up the days that, when they're able to make up the days. So like a, it's a long-term illness, so this person's got an issue with their thyroid, so if they don't take medication, for example, yeah. every day, yeah. they're going to get weaker. Yeah. So then in this scenario, then they... they they uh they should feed the mosquito each day that they they No. But as as we mentioned as well, it's a very important that the person gets the opinion of the Muslim doctor, trustworthy Muslim doctor, um, in order for that for that ruling to be one which is relevant, inshallah. Because generally speaking the per the, the, the Muslim doctor we mentioned there may not be a case that they, they even have uh, evil intent when they say don't fast. But because of the fact that they don't know, that they're not aware of the the value of fasting and the key of fasting on Ladin and, and the likes of that, then they may just advise with that without taking that into consideration. So it's very important that the person first and foremost gets the opinion of a trustworthy Muslim doctor. If trustworthy Muslim, Muslim doctor says such a thing, then try to take that opinion. And yeah, throughout the throughout the lifetime, um, you know, feed the mosquito through through those days of fasting that they cannot do. Thank <laughs> هذه مسألة نعم يظهر يعني أنه يستطيع ولكن ليس من السنة لا نقول يعني أنه عمل يعني من السنة أو حتى أنه نكون مخالف للسنة لكن لأنه هم توفوا لا ما لكن الذي نقول والله أعلم الذي يفعل هذا قد يكون يعني يتبعه أكثر يتبعه في ذلك فمن سد الضرائع أحسن أن لا يفعله يفعله كثير من الناس أمور واحدة لكن إذا رأى يعني مثلا رأى في ذاك الحين رأى المناسبة أو في نوع من ضرورة مثلا لا يستطيع أن يسافر إلا هذه هذه الرحلة مثلا ما عنده ما عنده مال كثير فعنده ال ال أيوه عنده إمكانية للسفر في ذاك الوقت فقط 
فيكون في 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 ذاك الحين يعني ايوه في ذاك الحين في نوع من السعه في الموضوع والله الله بس كان عربي